The Sue Morgan Podcast, episode 54, Band of Gold. Hello. Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Sue. Good morning, Mansell Woodhouse and Forest Park and everywhere else in the world. Exactly. It might be evening somewhere because other end of the world there's so many hours behind us. Or ahead. Or ahead on us, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it, thinking about it? They should just have the same time across the whole of the world, no matter if it's day or night, to make it easier for everybody. It would, wouldn't it? Same old jet lag that people are getting. That's true. We keep the same time, yeah. uh, but the people in Australia, for example, they have to go to work in the middle of the night. That's that's what I reckon. Yeah, that's it. We've sorted it now. We've sorted time zones. We've sorted it all out. Boom. Just like that. How's your week been, Sue? Oh, it's been funny. Oh, <laughs> I've had some fun, all right. What's been going on uh, then? You've got to t- tell us. A couple of days ago, it was someone's birthday. Um, beside Billy on Tuesday, of course, he, he, he had a good one. But there was an elderly lady down in where Billy lives at Beachcourt, and she celebrated her 82nd birthday. That were Ilda. And uh, it was lovely to see her out in a bar in Carport having a coffee and a cake and God knows what, what they normally do and the chocolates and God knows. And um, uh, she, one of the uh, residents um, said, uh, I got a stripogram coming today for your elder. So anyway, there's a late, an elderly lady, the oldest resident down here at 100... Well, she's going into 103, old Dolly Daydream, we call her, Doll, <laughs> Dolly Smith. Uh, she said, what's a stripogram? And uh, we said, it's someone who takes the clothes off. I says, anyway, Doll, I says, when it's your birthday in November, I says, uh, are you going to have a stripper? So this elderly gentleman, at seven, he's going into... 78 on Monday, Roy, bless him. He said, I'll, I'll take the clothes off for you. And she goes, have you got a big one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So it's been really fun this week. Wow. I've got a song for you. Have you? Oh, my old man, the dust man. He made the dust man gap. I'm Eric but lives in the council flat. Oh, my old man, the dust man, he made the dust man gap. He made some bloody jobs. And he lives in the council flat. Hello. Hi, Billy. There he goes, he's shouting dark mic. Yeah. Damn the mic. Oh, no, we're not. we don't have to sanitise. Because it's his, the phone. Down the phone, it's his own phone, so oh, he can do whatever God. he wants with it, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, been causing bloody mayhem. Yeah, mayhem all round. Should we do some Sue's headlines? Yeah. Let's do it. Red Hot October, or Red Hot Tober. Autumn heat blasts as temperatures reach 21 degrees Celsius. Apparently it's going to be very nice this afternoon. Oh, that's oh yeah. Good. yeah, it is. It's nice now. I've been down into town already. Very nice. Rushing and racing about. And then we've got the England match coming up tonight. Is there an England match on? I'm totally out of the loop yeah, with, loop with all this stuff. Yeah, there is TV. Right. Uh, 7 o'clock, but I don't know. I think probably kick-off about quarter to 8, 8 o'clock. Right. Anyway, so they say that the weather forecasters are saying that um, the next few days are going to be quite nice, but then it's going to get cooler again at the beginning mm. of next week. So there we go. Enjoy today, Sue, while you can. <laughs> But last well, it cloudy a couple of days ago when it's supposed to be not, but I can cope with that. Mile long queue as fish meals sold at 1972 price. Guess how much fish and chips cost in 1972, Sue? Oh, not very much. Probably about a couple of bob. And what's a couple of bob for those people that don't know? Well, I don't know about. Well, Bob's 10p, 10p is it? Bob's 10p, yeah. so you're saying 20p? Yeah. 45p. 
is how much it, it cost oh, back in 1972. So you were very close. A mile-long queue formed for the fish and chips costing 45p. A chippy flogged a portion of the sought-after supper for what it cost in 1972 when the business started. Punters started queuing at 9am in the morning, two hours before it opened. There were still hundreds snaking around the street at 5pm. Mother Hubbard's laid on the one-day event at its new branch in East Ham in East London. Its first store was opened 49 years ago by Corrie characters Stan and Hilda Ogden in Bradford. The new shop served more than 2,000 punters on the first day, selling £15,000 worth of grub for just £900. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? There you oh, go. Yeah. If I'd have known, I would have queued up as well. I would have done at all. <laughs> I love my fish and chips. I Can't love them. Beat them. And then we got one final story today, which is about Andy Murray. Have you heard about Andy Murray? I know he's a tennis player and plays Wimbledon. Yeah, I know that. But have you heard about the story about Andy Murray? Right, Okay. I want you to... Right, we'll press this button here. Have a little listen to this. Quick story here for you. I need a little bit of help with. Um, Basically, last night after dinner here in Indian Wells, got back in the car to go back to the hotel and the car didn't smell great. Um, Basically, I'd left my tennis shoes in there. Um, it's been like 38 night, 39 degrees, so my tennis shoes are pretty damp, sweaty, and yeah, smelly, basically. So I decided when I got back to the hotel uh, that the shoes needed some air and needed to dry them out a little bit. So I have no balcony in my room and didn't want to leave them in my room because it'd stink the room out. So I thought I'm going to leave the shoes underneath the car <laughs> um, to get some air to them and dry them out overnight. Um, anyway, when I got back to the car in the morning, uh, the shoes had, were gone. Uh, so my tennis shoes for the tournament uh, had been... Um, so I had to go to a local pro shop and buy different shoes to what I normally wear, a different brand and everything, which isn't the end of the world, but obviously not ideal. Uh, but anyway, I was, I was preparing for my practice. Um, my physio said to me, oh, where's your wedding ring? And I was like... Oh no. Um, and I basically tie my wedding ring to my tennis shoes when I'm playing because I can't play with it on my hand. Um, so, yeah, my wedding ring's been stolen as well. So, needless to say, I'm in the bad books at home. Um, so, I want to try and find it. So, uh, if, um, yeah, if anyone can share this or may have any clue where they may be would be very helpful uh, so I can try and get it back uh, and get to the bottom of it uh, would be much appreciated there you go so did, did you did you catch that did they you are ca- dead oh, yeah. Wedding ring. yeah so basically he put his stinky shoes under the car which is a bit silly really mm. and they were stolen and he lost his wedding ring and there was a, a lot of talk about this this week he put that particular video up because it's a video on social media and um, basically um, he'd lost his wedding ring but there is some good news. He has now revealed that his wedding ring has been returned after his tennis shoes were found in the lost property at the hotel where he was staying. So somebody handed them in, shall we say, Sue. So that's good news, isn't it? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah well yeah. done, Andy He sounded like a complete idiot for doing it. and But I suppose yeah. he, was in big, he was in so much trouble at home, he felt that he had to do something. And he's got a lot of people on social media following him. So they obviously came to his aid, which is good, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. So That's this great. is. It's a wonder they're not asking for a blooming reward. 
I think he was going to get the police involved. He said that, and then suddenly it, it turned up. So I'm not really sure exactly what what happened there, but uh, it was lost and found at the hotel where he was staying for this tournament in the US. Is it India Wells? I, I don't know. So that was the intrigue this week on that front. Andy Murray losing his wedding ring. Why would you tie it to your shoe? I don't understand that. Aren't they actually wear them when they're playing tennis? Well, if he's right-handed, you should be able to, shouldn't you? Because you you wear your wedding ring on your left hand. Is that right? Yeah, but even if you even if you are left-handed, what's a wedding ring got to do with having a tennis racket in your hand? Is it going to make it so you can't play it as well? I don't know. It's a weird weird thing, isn't it? Know. Is Andy Murray left-handed? Hang no on. idea. I'm no idea. looking at right. Let's have a look. Andy Murray, left-handed. This is I'm the right-handed. Are you? Well done. Well, I can tell you that you share your right-handedness with Andy Murray. Sue was right, yes. Andy Murray is right-handed. So he, surely you'd be wearing your wedding ring on the left hand, so it shouldn't really hamper anything, unless it hampers you throwing the ball in the air or something. Ah, uh, because they throw the ball when they're taking the serve, don't they, with the other hand? Yeah, but surely it can't make too much of a difference. No. It's a weird he could, one. He could have had it covered up with a... a, a Sticky tape, plaster or something. Sticky tape, yeah, you could do. Put it with the plaster. <laughs> there we go. Now, Andy, if you're listening to this, don't tie it to your shoes. No, um, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You found it now. You don't want to lose it again. Just put a little bit of sticking plaster around your ring when you're playing the tennis and all will be well. That is the advice from Sue Morgan and she yeah. knows about around these kind of things. the world has for you. I travelled on. When I was young, the band of brown, the blue, in my job in county town. In New York, or the Gapery, or even London town, no more will I go around the world, for I have my world with you. That was that was nice actually. You did you didn't shout it down the phone, which was which was lovely. And it was all about going around the world, but you can't be bothered to go around the world anymore because you found what you were looking for right here in Fair Old Mansfield, in the centre of Sherwood Forest. Oh, I've booked the flu job as well. I'm all booked in for that. Nice. This is good news. When are you having it done? That's uh, November the sixth. November the sixth, right after bonfire night. Yeah, day after. I'm writing that down. November the 6th. Do you think I should get a flu jab this year, Sue? Uh, the advising people. Saying that you should do, maybe. I don't know. It's a weird yeah. one, isn't it? I get mine every year, you know, with diabetes and that. Yeah. So I've had it ever since 2016. Do you have any adverse effects to it? No, just a few sniffles, that's about it. But they reckon this next winter there's going to be 60,000 people that's going to die with flu. Uh, they reckon we're going to get a really bad winter, so I, I don't know. By the way, you're throwing out and you're the new pet. I missed out on some budgie. And guess what I'm calling it? Sky. You're calling the budgie Sky? Sky the thing. Sky the budgie. Have you had a budgie before called Sky? Yeah, I had him there. That five years. That was Michael the budgie. Well, I hadn't Sky at all. That was an hamster. Let me get this straight. So the, the hamster was called Sky... The first hamster he had was called Sky. Yeah, and then he had a hamster called, called Michael. Fudge. Called Fudge. No, Budge, they were a budgie, budgie Michael. He, that one died on Billy's birthday two years ago. Must, then he had Stephen and he just that must died be a, not long time. Yeah, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, right, OK, so... Michael. I'll call it Michael because it's laughing in the 
The budget, yeah, they do, don't they? The birds last longer than uh, hamsters. So you go. So what are you going to call it? Are you going to call it Sky or are you going to call it Michael? Because you just seem to have I changed your mind. Michael. You can call I'm it Michael. So, but you had. So would it be Michael the second? Yeah, Michael the second. Yeah. Michael the second. I quite like that. Michael the second. Michael the second. Sue, when's he getting his budgie? As soon as possible. Well, you get it this afternoon then. Get yourself down to the down nearest there. pet shop. I'm putting him, I'm putting him uh, in a new cage. Cage, uh, Obviously, yeah. You need a cage for it. If you if you didn't have a cage, can't they? No. And if you did, and if you didn't have a cage, then it would just fly away straight away. Yeah. Many moons ago, my nana, my Bramble Lane nana, just off Ling Forest Road in Mansfield, used to call her Bramble Lane nana because that's where she lived. She had a budgie, and the budgie was blue. It's called Joey, Joey the budgie, and and she cleaned the. I used to love Joey the budgie. And she cleaned out the cage, and he flew, flew away. Oh. Flew away, never to be seen again. I wonder what Joey's up to these days. Here I cook, Mama Joe. Monday night in now. Um, Monday City now. Tottenham bomb. Um, Chelsea now. Um, the Premier League game playing today. It's all and international. Also. also um, Arsenal 1, Arsenal 0. Arsenal 1, Arsenal 0, what's that all about? They're playing, each, one, they're playing themselves. <laughs> and also Chelsea 0. Uh, that was happening at the uh, other, other weekend. All right, I thought this was happening in your head right now. I wouldn't put you down for the for the next person to take over the the classified football results. Um, <laughs> Neither. You, I did you, that one before. Yeah. Imagine him working for Sky commentary. Bloody hell. Mansfield Town twenty. Oldham Athletic nil. My mum and dad said that their surefire bet is to bet against Mansfield Town every week because they always lose. Oh my goodness gracious, what you like. <laughs> I do this accumulator. I only put 25p down and I win £2 from it. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yes, they're playing Oldham today and they, yeah, need, to, they, they need to win the game because they've not won since the beginning of August. So it's getting sort of worrying a bit now. Anyway, so this is not a sports podcast. It's the Sue Morgan podcast. And Sue, yeah. what have you got lined up for the rest of, of the week? The week. Um, I, 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 well, it's Roy's birthday, one at residence on um, Monday. So we'll be having a good laugh down at car park with him. Talking about strippers. Is he going to get a stripper? Yeah, I know. Your birthday's done now. It's Roy's birthday next. Is he going to get a stripper? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I I mean, I I can't strip for him. Dolly probably will when it's her birthday because Roy's offered to get out his wheelchair and strip off for her. I wonder what you're going to say then. (laughs) You're going to get out what? He's going to get out of his wheelchair. Sorry. Okay. And on that note, I think um, we shall uh, bid you both farewell. Have a great one. And uh, we'll do it all over again next week. Okay, then, Ian. Take care. Oh, my old man. I'm just standing there. Just a cat. And where's the blackest jumpers? And everyone worry I'm living in